Hello and welcome to episode number eight of High Fiver. I'm really, really excited today to bring you a special little episode perfectly suited to newer spinners. So this could be absolutely amazing for you if you are looking to buy a wheel at the moment and you just don't have one yet, or if you have just recently purchased a wheel and you're still kind of your head's spinning a little bit and you're like, oh, where do I start? Or perhaps if you got a wheel like 30 years ago and you're just picking it back up again. So this is a really, really helpful episode where we talk about like the best yarn to spin and the best way to get started so that you have success and so that you love it. I'm going to be sharing how not to start, <laughs> which was kind of the way I was taught. So I don't want to do that to you. So anyhow, we're going to be talking about like fiber wheels and what type of yarn is the best type for newer spinners. And I really, really hope that this is going to like keep you enthusiastic, keep you excited and really get you progress so that you feel accomplished and kind of excited and you don't start, you know, going in that whole spiral of like, why did I buy six alpacas and a farm and a spinning wheel and I can't even spin? <laughs> we don't want to go there. So let's get started and learn about the best yarn for beginners. You're listening to the High Fiber Podcast, where we chase those high vibe feelings while keeping it crafty. So pack your project bag, because we're going on a worldwide adventure to discover the magical, mysterious, and heartwarming stories behind the fibers we love to spin, knit, and squish. In this podcast, I'll be getting up close and personal with sheep, camels, goats, and people to answer all the questions you've ever had about fiber. I'm your host, Kelly Mason, mum, wife, and animal lover from rural Australia. I've never met a natural yarn I didn't like. So let's get excited and get ready to shower them with high fiber vibes. Okay, so welcome. I'm so excited today because I love beginners. I love people who are new to the spinning world or the fiber world or people who are just like enthusiastic basically. I love enthusiastic people. Nothing gets my goat more than like going to a shop somewhere and you just get served by the most like soul-sucking person and you're like okay not every job is enjoyable but come on it brings some enthusiasm to your life. I don't know how people live without it. So one of the things I really, really love to focus on when people come to me and they're newer to spinning and they have questions, I never, ever want to dampen their spirits. I don't want to discourage them. I don't want to be like, gosh, you know, setting your sights a bit higher there. Why don't you start with this? Like, that's not my approach at all. I really want to be like, yes, that is awesome. You can do it. Let's start here and work your way. And in no time, you know, I really just want to be supportive because I've had my own dreams dashed by well-meaning people but even if they're well-meaning it can really derail you and set you off track and it feels awful so I never want to do that to anyone so today I'm really going to be teaching you kind of like my three-step I don't know system <laughs> I need a catchy name for it but I kind of have three steps that I use when I'm teaching in-person students so I do teach sometimes in my home studio I have one-on-one clients that come to me for a spinning lesson and I love 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 doing this and so we kind of go through three different steps that really sets them up in the best way possible and in the most fun and exciting way like I don't want to make this boring or a chore I want to keep it fun and it should be your you know like your respite your happy place not like oh gosh I have to go treadle for another five hours so 
going to get started and I also have a blog post if you prefer to read so you can click on over there's a link in the show note that will kind of take you through this in words if you prefer to learn that way so I kind of wanted to start this off because I know that sometimes when we're really excited and we have a lot of enthusiasm and we have all these big ideas we kind of start off at a run like just like full tilt and what happens more often than not, I would say, is that we fall down. And that is totally fine. If that's your attitude and you just want to dive in boots and all and fail forward every single time, that is totally fine. But I do know from my own experience that we have this real, and I think it's primarily like a cultural thing, the way we're raised is that you don't want to fail. You don't want to look silly. You don't want to make those mistakes. So sometimes when people get really excited and go full tilt and they run into a roadblock and they make some awful thing they're so embarrassed by, it really sets them back. And so even though they're being bold and taking risks, it doesn't actually serve them in the long run. So just think about your own personality. Like if you really just love to get in and do it, you don't care how many times you screw up, that's fine. But if you're more like me and you kind of really want to be a bit more conscious and a bit more uh, mindful, I guess, like a little bit slower and just be like, I really want to do this in the best way for me so that I can keep my enthusiasm and really keep excited about this. That's what we're going to do today. So I really don't want to see you deflated. And I know that a lot of people, when they spin their first jar and they're like, oh my gosh, this is a dog's breakfast. It's terrible. Honestly, I could show you some of my first art yarns that were absolutely horrendous they were so bad like awful colors awful like I just had no uh, yeah anyways I've progressed a lot and that's totally fine so all I want to teach you today is like the three things you need to do so that you can start spinning uh, in a gentle way that really helps you stay excited and keep going that's the main thing so the first step that I really go through is like knowing your wheel the first step really has to be knowing your wheel and that doesn't mean you have to know all the technical side and all the like nitty-gritty but I do really encourage people and I always ask one of the first questions like what kind of wheel do you have because there are so many different kinds of wheels and each wheel works slightly differently even if it's actually the same wheel like each individual unique wheel works a little bit differently because of the history it's had so the first thing I would urge you to do is get to know your wheel. So there's a few things you can do. Firstly, you can have a look at what type of wheel is it? Does it have like a label or a stamp on it? Is it a brand name wheel? A lot of those things can help you like get replacement parts and stuff like that. So really just identifying the brand of your wheel is awesome. It could also be a homemade wheel. There are lots of them around. So if that's the case, this is going to be really helpful is just knowing what type of wheel it is. So you have different types like a castle wheel, Saxony wheel, Norwegian wheel, uh, modern wheel. So these are kind of like the composition of a wheel essentially. So a castle wheel is upright. The wheel sits, you know, directly below the orifice. So they're upright wheels. A Saxony wheel is kind of on a sideways thing, more like a sleeping beauty wheel where the wheel is on one side and the orifice is on another. And the base plate is kind of on a slant. That's a Saxony wheel. So just doing a little bit of information, just a quick Google will help you figure out what type of wheel you have, because that really helps you understand how it should work. Along with what type of wheel and what brand, if you can check, is what tension system you have. So basically you're going to have Irish or Scotch tension. And those are sort of like different ways to apply 
tension so that your yarn draws in correctly. So it does get a little bit tricky, but just knowing basically what tension system you have. So Irish and Scotch are very common. You can also have a double drive wheel where there's two drive bands and that's your tension system. Uh, there's, uh, you can, yeah, there's lots of different tension systems, but if you can figure out what tension system you have, it really makes troubleshooting a lot easier because when you run into an issue, you can ask someone, you know, like, how do I decrease the tension? The first thing they're going to ask you is like, what kind of wheel do you have or what kind of tension system? So just knowing the names, you don't need to know anything else about it. If you can just write down a little list, like my wheel is a castle wheel. It has Irish tension. You know, I have four bobbins all that kind of stuff. Just really knowing what you're working with is always step one. And obviously, if you come into my studio, we kind of look at the wheel and suss it out and figure out what we're, what we're dealing with, what we're looking at. It really just puts you in the best place to move forward and to kind of troubleshoot and really learn how things should work. So that's the really fun thing. I love learning about wheels and where they came from and where they were made and I just love all that kind of stuff, all the history. And of course, if you buy a new wheel, you're going to know a lot of those details, but it's still helpful to just like really have a, have a minute to think about what they mean and how that might impact the way you spin. So step two is where we start to get really like fluffy and fun and it's time to choose our fiber. So once you've got a basic understanding of your wheel and what it is, then we're going to start with the fiber. So in my own spinning lessons, when I teach in person, I always use combed Coradal top for my first time students. Now, I typically have just like a selection of colors and they just choose, choose whichever ones they like. Now, this is key for a few different reasons. A combed top is super easy to spin with. It is like probably the easiest preparation form, in my opinion. It's so easy and that's what you need when you're really starting out. You don't wanna like throw something at them that's gonna just trip them up. You want them to gain that little bit of confidence and get almost a little bit of a rhythm and a feel so if you're just starting, I really, really would recommend a combed top. And Coradel is a great one because it's a little bit more coarse than Merino. Sometimes super fine fibers can be a bit slippery, like Surrey Alpaca roving or Silk roving. Definitely don't start with that. You want something that's kind of like 20 microns or a little bit higher in a combed top preparation. That is my number one tip for fiber. That's what I really, really recommend. If, however, you own animals and you only really want to spin your own animal's fibre, it's totally fine to start with what you have. But if you run into lots of issues and you're having lots of trouble and you're just like, ah, oh, I can't get it, please just like give combed top a try because it really is easy. And a lot of times, like once your hands kind of get a feel for it, they can manage more difficult fibres, but maybe not straight up. So I also think having like colours or something exciting is really important because when I was told to spin, I'm just going to tell you a little brief intro to how I was taught to spin. The first lesson, like the first time I kind of sat with someone, it was basically just like sit there and treadle. No, 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 don't use your hands. Don't use that. You just practice treadling. Super fun, right? Not at all. It was so boring. And I was like, okay, I do understand now that some people have a lot of trouble with treadling. And if that is you, I will say practicing your treadling, just your foot going up and down can be very beneficial. However, if you have no trouble treadling, there is no point treadling for an hour. It's really not going to get you anywhere. And it really just like sucks the wind out of you. You're like thinking you're going to do all this amazing stuff and then you're literally just putting your foot up and down. So if treadling is not an issue, you probably don't need to do that too much. Uh, lesson two for me was like, here's this ancient, dirty, old, like greasy fleece. Spin that. 
Like that's what I got to spin because they really felt that, you know, you should learn to spin in the grease first and you need to learn how to prepare your own fiber and all that kind of stuff, which I totally get and I see the value in. However, it's such a turnoff because you're like, it's got burrs in it. My fingers were stinging and it was so greasy. It was like so much all at once. It made it really like made it really uncomfortable and not very enjoyable. Like it was really, really hard. So I really love to give people fibers that are easy and that help them get into the rhythm and the flow. Color Fibers in colors they love, like give them something exciting, give yourself like a treat. Like it's a really good motivator to have this beautiful fiber that you're like, I can't wait to, to start with this. So that's really my main, my main approach when choosing a fiber is Pick a combed top of 20 microns or higher if you can. You really want to avoid really slippery silks or cotton or anything that's a little bit tricky. Don't start with that. You'll get there, but just don't start with that because it can really knock you off course and make you feel like you're not coordinated and all those other things, which is not true. Simply that spinning is a learned skill. So start with your roving or top 20 microns or higher and you'll be, you'll be off to the races. Okay, step three, once you've gotten to know your wheel, which was step one, you've chosen your fiber, which is step two. Step three is deciding what type of yarn, what kind of yarn you're going to spin. And this is often a question I get asked because a lot of people are drawn to spinning through art yarns. They see art yarns and they're like, wow, because you can't buy them on the shelf, right? So they're like, I really want to learn how to spin that type of yarn, which is amazing. And this is another point where it's like, I do not want to dampen your enthusiasm at all, but I really recommend starting off with a two-ply yarn for beginners. Now, I only say this because I have seen spinners who have just gone straight for a really technical art yarn and they've nailed it. Like they are masters, far better than me at spinning this particular type of art yarn. However, they cannot spin a single because they never learnt and it's very hard for them to spin a basic single. So in 12 months when their interests change and they don't really love, you know, they want to spin something different, they find it really, really hard, which is fine. But it's that feeling of like, why can't I do this? I should be better at this. Why am I so stupid? All those negative things we tell ourselves, that's what I want to avoid. I have no issue if you just want to come straight in and spin like a coarse bun beehive like go for it that is amazing but I really want to stop you from falling into that I can't believe you know I should be able to spin this and I can't that's an awful place to be so I really believe that if you start with a standard two-ply your skills will be so strong at the base that you can really spin anything if you can spin a balanced two-ply you honestly can do any type of yarn you want so what that means if you're super new to spinning and I know that our ply is different to knitters and crochets. So a two ply hand spun is simply two strands of yarn plied together. That's what we call a two ply. So it could measure in at like an eight ply for a knitter, but we call it a two ply because there's two threads mixed together. So basically what you're gonna do is fill one bobbin with a single, that's what it's called when you just spin, a straight single and then you fill another bobbin with a straight single and then you ply them together so that's really really that's where I always start my students and the best thing about plying them is that when there's a weak point in one yarn it's probably going to line up with a strong point in the other yarn so you have a much stronger yarn so basically what what it means is you can use that yarn it might be your first ever yarn but it has enough structural integrity that you can actually use it you could weave a little I don't know, a little pot holder or something, like keep that yarn. It's so beautiful. All of my first yarns, like my pretty beginner ones, I've actually woven into a poncho and I still have it. And I love that because it was such an exciting time for me when I was just discovering spinning. It's so magical. And I really want you to have something that you can 
really enjoy and it's not just going to fall apart. So if the first yarn you spun was a core spun auto wrap, chances are it's not going to be very usable because it's going to be very, very like out of sorts and out of whack. But if you start with a two ply and you nail it and you're really good at joining, uh, controlling the twist, keeping the twist out of your fiber supply, all those things, it's a really, really good foundation. So I know that it can seem a little bit boring to some people. They're like, oh, I did not start spinning to spin a two ply. Like I don't knit. I don't want to knit, whatever. I really, really recommend you start there because it really helps you understand how twist works, how twist accumulates in fiber and all those kinds of things. So bear with it. Also, like I love two ply. It's probably my favorite type of yarn because it's so versatile. You can play with color, fiber, like halo. You can play with so many different things in a standard two ply. It's really, really versatile. So don't be fooled into thinking it's not an amazing place to start. I just know sometimes people find it a little boring to look at, but it's not. So I hope that was really helpful. A quick recap for our newer spinners who are really getting started and want to get started in the best way to keep them going and keep them excited. Step one is get to know your wheel. Write yourself a little list or a little sticky note or something that tells you what your wheel is, what type, what name, what tension system. Just get to know your wheel. Step two, choose your fiber. I recommend always going for a combed top, 20 microns or higher. Step three, is start spinning a standard two-ply, which is two singles plied together. That's your best bet for your very first few yarns is a standard two-ply. And that's it. I really, really hope you found this useful today. I love helping beginners, as I said, because they're just the most enthusiastic, beautiful, wonderful people. And I love when people get excited about something I love so much. So I really hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. I always love giving support and just kind of troubleshooting, whatever it might be. Uh, I love doing that kind of stuff. So let me know if this was helpful. I hope it gets you started. And my main thing is just like, I want to encourage you to, you can do this. It's You're not uncoordinated. You're not, you know, not creative. There's so many times where people are just like, oh, I don't know how to use colors and I don't know how to do this. You can do it. You're amazing. You're creative. You're smart. And I know that if you use these steps, it's really going to put you in good standing to keep going and keep loving your spinning wheel and your yarns over time. Take care. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening today. I really hope you loved this episode. I love sharing my passion and my enthusiasm for fiber with you. I have one quick favor to ask. If you love this podcast, could you please leave me a review and a quick rating or send this episode to a friend you think would love to hear it. You can always send me an email, kelly at spindleandcompany.com.au with suggestions or questions or praise. <laughs> and yes, I know email is a bit old school, but you won't find me on socials at the moment because I'm working really hard to be more present in my daily life. Until next time, happy spinning.